Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi there, it's Megan Mitchell from Agents of Change. Thanks for checking out my podcast. If you enjoy the content, please check out my ASWB test prep courses for the bachelor's, master's, and clinical exams. Each Agents of Change course includes more than 30 key topics that closely match the ASWB KSA content areas. Our content is great for both auditory and visual learners and includes video walkthroughs, supplemental materials, hundreds of practice questions, and twice monthly live study groups with me. You can learn more and get 10 free practice questions at agentsofchangeprep.com. Hi, this is Megan Mitchell with Agents of Change Social Work Test Prep, and today I'm bringing you another new social work shorts, and we're going to cover discharge planning. So discharge planning is very common in medical or hospital settings, and it's definitely something that social workers do in these settings. So you just you don't need to know the nitty gritty of discharge planning, but you do need to have an overview of what it is what a discharge plan might look like, and what this means for our clients. So what is discharge planning? Like I said, discharge planning usually occurs in medical or hospital settings where a client is going to be leaving a facility and ending care in your facility. This does not necessarily mean they're going to their home. We're going to talk about where clients can be discharged to in just a moment, but they will be ending care with you and usually your multidisciplinary team. Important to remember when you're working in medical or hospital settings, you're often working with other professionals. This might be nurses, doctors, physical therapists, occupational therapists, nurse assistants. It can be a variety of different people depending on the needs. So discharge planning, what it is, it's planning ahead for what the client can expect when they leave your care. Um, it's important to know that uh, you want to plan ahead, of course, but similar to termination, a client might be discharged at any time. They might leave on their own accord. Insurance might stop their stay in the hospital. So that's why it's important to discharge plan sooner rather than later, because we never know due to the unexpected nature when a client may be discharged. So discharge planning identifies the needs of a patient so that when they're leaving your care, they have a smooth and safe transition from, like I said, either the hospital or if this is an outpatient center or a clinic to home or another level of care in another facility. So they might not be going home. They might be transferred to another hospital. They might be going to a rehabilitation facility. All that a discharge plan does is it gives a plan and what the client can expect when they're leaving care. Think of if you've ever had a procedure done or if you've ever been admitted to a hospital. When you leave, they give you discharge paperwork. There's discharge planning that goes into that. Discharge planning can start as early as on the day of admission. So think of if 
clients come in and they're just coming for a, an outpatient surgery, right? That discharge planning happens when we admit them in because they'll be going home just a few hours after that. So you can start discharge planning as soon as they are admitted. And that would mostly be for those clients that are in short-term care. And like we just discussed, due to that unpredictable nature. So what is the social worker's role in discharge planning? We are going to meet the needs of our clients. So discharge planning is going to be highly individualized. It's going to be based on what that client needs. And it's going to provide a plan. It's going to provide resources. It's going to provide a list of things that that client can do to keep them safe and healthy as they return home or to whatever setting that is that they will be returning to. Remember, we are working in a multidisciplinary team often. We are just one member of that team. We have the social work approach, but there might be medical compliance. There might be a variety of different things that are taken into account. So you're going to want to um, make sure that when you're discharge planning, you have the perspectives from all members of the multidisciplinary team. And you want to make sure that the discharge plans are clear the client's able to understand them if the client is being discharged to a family member that you extensively go over these discharge plans. You don't just hand them the paperwork, you're going to go over the discharge plan with that client or whoever they are being discharged to. So we talked about clients being discharged. There's a variety of different locations that they may be discharged to. And remember, this is going to be totally individualized and specific to the client. If it's an outpatient surgery, the client might be returning home. If this was a huge medical procedure and the client needs continued care, they might be discharged to another more specialized facility. So they may be going home. Um, they may be discharged to a family or relative's home. So maybe a, um, a partner, a brother or sister, um, a child might be caring for them. Also note that if they're being discharged to home, some might be independently discharged with no help. Other people might be discharged to home with some home health care. Maybe an aide is coming in or a medical assistant is coming in. Some clients might be discharged to a rehab facility where they're able to get their physical therapy, um, occupational therapy, feeding therapy, a variety of different treatments. Some may be going to a nursing facility because maybe they're not able to return home safely or they don't have a relative to care for them. So they might be going to more intensive care. Some might be discharging to hospice if this is end of life and that is in the discharge plan. And then some might be going to a different hospital. Maybe your hospital is not able to meet the needs of your client or they're going to more specialized. So maybe they need to be discharged to a substance abuse program or maybe they need to be discharged, they're in your hospital and they need to go to a specialty that works on um, maybe burn victims. So they can clients can be discharged to a variety of different places. And like I said, their circumstances, their um, condition that they're being discharged in must be taken into account when doing the planning. So what would a social worker include in a discharge plan? Obviously, the reason for discharge, if they're discharging, there's a reason why. Maybe they're ready to go home. They're strong enough. They're healthy enough. Maybe insurance says it's time for them um, to move on and they have to be discharged. There's a variety of different reasons. Maybe the client's checking themselves out and they have to be discharged. You're going to include their treatment goals and progress. So what they came there for, did they meet those goals? Where are they in that process? Present levels of functioning. So this might include 
a lot of biopsychosocial information. This isn't just, you know, this is holistic. This isn't just medical perspective. How's the client functioning? How's their cognitive functioning, their emotional functioning, their physical functioning? Follow-up care. So what do they need to do when being discharged? Do they have follow-up appointments? Do they need to continue to come back? Are they going to have someone coming to the home? Is um, a provider going to see them on a weekly basis? You always want to provide community resources and referrals. This is especially important if the client does not have many supports. So some clients are going to have family members that can care for them or they're able to, to go home. Some people aren't going to have that. So it's going to be really important that they have community resource to, resources to tap into or maybe referrals to other places. Maybe you need to refer them to some sort of housing agency to ensure housing needs are met. Um, supports the client will need appointment dates. Sometimes when you're discharging, there might be follow-up, you know, please follow up with your doctor. There's going to be instructions as well. Um, if you have any emergency symptoms, um, if you're feeling ill, if you're feeling unsafe, please call these numbers for follow-up. And then there's going to be always, you want to tell clients, um, where they can after hours, where someone can be reached, and if they're in need of crisis or emergency support, the number that they can reach as well. So all this should be included in a plan, and you should be going over this with the patient before they leave your care. You want to make sure, similarly to when we're reading them consent, this is when they're going out. We want to make sure that they're informed and they understand what this means. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So discharge planning does have its challenges. Sometimes there's some obstacles or roadblocks. So some of these include that maybe the client is not fully recovered from their condition and they have to be discharged home. That might require some supports. That might require some planning on part of the social, work, social worker with the client. Um, they may be mentally confused, emotionally depressed, or impaired. And this might be permanently or temporarily. Maybe there was an accident that caught, maybe there was a stroke, maybe there's a change in cognitive functioning. This all needs to be taken into account when discharge planning. What supports does that client need? And remember, we're thinking biopsychosocial approach. Um, how can we as the social worker make sure that their mental needs are met, their emotional needs are met, their physical needs are met as well? Um, they, you, you might be discharging someone from... Um, a labor unit, right? Maybe they just gave birth to a baby and maybe this baby has special needs um, or maybe this family has never cared for an infant and they need some support. They need some resources. So you want to make sure you're thinking of all aspects, right? Um, maybe you're dealing with a client that's a first time parent, teenager and has no support at home. What are you going to do when you discharge them, right? Do they have access to food? Do they have access to diapers? Do they have access to basic needs? Um, other important things, this kind of taps into the physical, but maybe the client has some physical limitations 
when they're being discharged. So for example, maybe they're asked not to climb stairs or they have a disability, like maybe they have paralyzation, but they live in an upstairs apartment. Things to think about, right? How are they going to get up those stairs? Is their part apartment handicap accessible? Because if it's not, we need to make alternative arrangements, right? We, they might need to go stay in a step-down unit or a rehab unit because their apartment is just not accessible at this time. Or maybe they need some things installed in their home to make it more um, handicap accessible. Maybe the patient needs to come regularly to the hospital for treatment and they might not have a ride or they might not be able to afford transportation or maybe they rely on public transportation and physically they're not able to do that. So you want to make sure that transportation is also arranged in their Maybe that is, you know, there's a lot of resources out there and maybe it will require the social worker to plan with this client and set up some of those resources so that they're able to follow those discharge plans with the client. So there's a lot going on. Of course, we want to be client centered and we are also evaluating here as the social worker. We want to make sure the client is going to be safe. We also want to respect right to self-determination. Um, clients might be very adamant about returning to home and you might have some um, reservations about that. But if that's the case, you just want to make sure you plan with them, you set up the resources and you have thought about all those barriers and how they will be able to access care once they discharge home. Okay, let's work on a practice question. You are working on a step down unit in a community hospital. You're working with an elderly client who recently experienced a heart attack and is set to be discharged from the hospital in two days. The client lives alone and wants to go home. The social worker has some concerns regarding the client's ability to return home. What should the social worker do to best assist this client? A, make a call to APS to discuss placement options. B, ask the client if he would consider a nursing facility in the short term. C, create a plan with the client that utilizes resources and community services that will assist the client as he returns home. D, arrange to have the client transferred to an extended care facility. Go ahead and read this one and we will break it down in just a moment. So what's important to know here, you are in a step-down unit. Usually a step-down unit means they had a higher level of care they're stepping down to a lesser um, volume of care, and you're in a community hospital. Your client is elderly. We know elderly usually means 65 or above, and this client recently had a heart attack. What else do we know? Going to be discharged from the hospital in two days. So you automatically wanna be thinking hospital setting, elderly client set to discharge. Client lives alone and wants to go home. However, we have some concerns about their ability to return home. What can we do to best assist this client? So let's start to rule out our answer choices. We can rule out answer choice A, make a call to APS to discuss placement options. There's, while it says we have some concerns, there's nothing that indicates here at this time that a call to adult protective services is needed. This we. We don't have enough information to be able to make a call to APS. So that would be too extreme at this point. Answer choice A is out. Another answer choice that we have to rule out is D, arrange to have the client transferred to an extended care facility. We have not discussed an extended care facility with this client 
and that has not done in partnership with the client. And there's nowhere in the question stem that states that the client needs to go to an extended care facility. So that would be making assumptions. So not appropriate at this point. Answer choice A is out. Answer choice D is out. We are left with choice B and C. What else can we rule out? We want to respect right to self-determination here. So B is out. Ask the client if he would consider a nursing facility in the short term. We haven't planned with this client yet. We haven't discussed yet. So B would be jumping to an intervention without respecting self-determination. So B is out. Process of elimination leads us to answer choice C. Create a plan with the client that utilizes resources and community services that will assist the client as he returns home. Ask yourself, why is this the best answer? We have some concerns, but we're gonna plan with this client and we're going to give resources and services that can assist him. Maybe an aide will come in. Maybe someone will be able to come in and check on him. Maybe there is some insurance things that can be set up to support this client. So C is supportive, it meets the client where they're at, and it best describes discharged planning with this client. Thank you for tuning in. If you're interested in um, seeing some more content, go ahead and check out my website, topsocialworktestprep.com. My stuff is all up on a new and improved course platform, and you can preview it for free. There's a mini lesson and some questions that even if you choose not to sign up for, you can get that for free. And of course, subscribe to my YouTube channel for more updates on content. Also, I just want to remind you that thank you for tuning in. Thank you for taking the step in this journey to invest in yourself, no matter where you are in the studying journey. Remember that you got this. This test is hard, but you can do it. Have confidence in yourself, and I wish you the best in your studying journey. Thank you for tuning in.